Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, this is Let Me Tell You. Now, here's Joan Hamburg. My dog, Annabelle, the standard poodle, the very neurotic standard poodle, needs a lot of psychological help. Come join me and the Dog Whisperer on Let Me Tell You, our original podcast. Many of you who have followed me forever know that I'm a dog person. Well, I actually love all animals, horses, dogs, cats, you name it. But dogs have been a part of my life. And I want to introduce you to a young woman who, in her 20s, is a dog whisperer. And you would think she would be a showbiz whisperer because Victoria Lily Schaefer grew up literally backstage The Late Show with David Letterman, her dad, Paul Schaefer, her mom, a producer. And somewhere along this route, even though she had a great time and got to know a lot of people and did a lot of different things, a lot of productions, her heart went out to animals. In fact, Victoria Lily Schaefer has her first book coming out. I think it's in November. And it's called Pup culture stories, tips, and the importance of adopting a dog. So tell me, you had a dog like a lot of kids. You were already 12 years old. Where did the animal thing come into and take over a lot of the others? (laughs) Thank you for that introduction. Now I don't have to go into it. But yes, I, um, I grew up in entertainment. My parents really weren't dog lovers. Um, They didn't grow up with pets and they didn't see the importance of adopting or uh, even having a dog as a child. But um, when I was 12 years old, I got my first computer in my bedroom and I took to Google and I said, how can I get a dog for my family? Uh, (laughs) You needed a shrink, not Google. Yeah, right. But I, I discovered this thing called rescue. You know, when I was 12, it, even though I'm only in my 20s, it still wasn't a trendy topic. Like today, it's all rescue, rescue everywhere. There's billboards and ads, and it's a huge, huge industry, even uh, dog rescue. But it wasn't that way at the time. Um, And I discovered adoption and rescue, and I found this amazing site called PetFinder.com. And I did what my mom does to me, which is send me email after email after email until <laughs> until I respond. And I sent emails of links to puppies. And one day, for some reason, I, I don't question it, a puppy just clicked with her. 
And the next thing I knew, we were going to pick up our first dog. You're kidding. And did she end up loving the dog? Oh, absolutely. Not only did she end up loving the dog, but six months later, we ended up adopting a second dog. That's unusual. <laughs> I mean, I I wouldn't say that at that time she was a dog lover, but she saw how happy it made my brother and I. And she has always believed that animals um, should come in pairs. She always felt like our dog, Riley, who is named after my brother's preschool girlfriend, um, <laughs> should have, uh, you know, a companion of her own. So we went to North Shore Animal League and picked up a dog that same day. And we, we were happily the owners of two dogs for uh, almost 13 years in my childhood. Oh, how great for you. But Ben, yeah. when did you decide to do this like a business, a life work? For real. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It so when I moved out of my parents' home and I went to college, the new school in Manhattan, I really missed having a dog at home. And so I was 19 years old. No rescue was willing to give a 19-year-old right. a puppy, but I found a rescue um, in the South that said if my parents co-signed, um, in, yes, in other words, if I moved or something happened, they would take the dog, which was a big commitment because that means they would be ending up with three dogs. So they did agree eventually when I promised to get a dog under um, 20 pounds. And they co-signed on this little dog who I named Rue, my dad's idea, because she was found in a dumpster on the side of the street. And when we got her, we realized that that rescue wasn't so transparent. She was very, very sick and very, very scared. And uh, just in a couple months, being able to see some of the growth and her health uh, coming was so rewarding that I started to foster. And it sort of just kicked off from there. I fostered so many puppies. Um, I was living in an apartment that my dad also spent a lot of time in when he would film the show late. Right. And he would come home from work and there'd be so many puppies there that he actually <laughs> ended up saying, you know what? You got to find your own apartment. This is getting out of hand. I stepped in dog shit this right. morning. And, um, and yeah, it, it ended up just, just really naturally happening. I did work in entertainment. I still work in entertainment because, you know, rescue doesn't, all the money it goes towards the dogs. I don't exactly. take any, not a money anything. to live on. Exactly. So I still do entertainment. I still absolutely love it because that is how I grew up. Um, and I'm starting to really combine my passion for rescue and my passion for entertainment. But it really happened very naturally where I started to foster. Then I got a second dog. He turned out to be 95 pounds. He had all wow. these allergies. Same sort of story arc of really this amazing. Transformation. And exactly, exactly. And I started working for this incredible rescue in LA when I moved here and I fostered over a hundred puppies over COVID. I don't know um, how you did it. Victoria <laughs> Lily Schaefer. Yeah. Grew. Well, you know, sometimes I had 10 at a time, so it wasn't, you know, one after the other it was 10. I, I think there was a time I had 20 dogs here because 
you know, people were so afraid to let people into their home, rightfully so. Um, but we had figured out a system. I was, I've been blessed to not get COVID, um, to do it through social distancing. And um, there was just so many dogs being uh, returned or, um, you know, because people were losing their jobs and such. And then it, it just got, got crazy. And now... October 12th, I will be launching my own rescue named after the book, Pup Culture Rescue. And this obsession and this passion just continues on. Well, it's amazing. Now, are you musical like your daddy? <laughs> um, I definitely, I wasn't born a musician like him, but I do love to sing. I'm always humming to myself, but I'm realistic. I don't think that uh, music is going to be a career for me, but I do love hosting. I love uh, interviewing people myself and um, doing anything I can to inspire people to get a dog and join the community because it's just life changing, as you probably know. Right. And what about your brother? Is he a music <laughs> person, an animal person? No, my brother, we jokingly say we don't know where he came from. My brother is six feet tall while all of us are in the, yeah. in the mid five yeah. and he is uh studying pre-med he wants to be a um emergency trauma surgeon good. Good for no him. idea yeah good for him so maybe the music genes have skipped a generation i would love if my kids down the line were musical but um no, I got the entertainment bug, not necessarily the music it's bug, okay. although I do appreciate I it. I was going to say, that that counts for a lot. Well, here's, <laughs> here's a question, and I'm talking to Victoria Lily Schaefer, and Victoria's got her new book coming out shortly called Pup P-U-P Culture, and it's all kinds yeah. of stories, tips, and the importance, really, of adopting a dog, which she started as a young preteen. You know, because of the pandemic, as you pointed yeah. out, most of us didn't want anyone, for good reason, in our homes. My dog, I have a very neurotic, and I mean it. I never <laughs> had a dog as nutty as this one, a standard poodle. From the time she was a baby, she was really a little off. And mm. she's so Smart used breed, to, though. Yeah, very smart. And she's so used to us being with her night right. and day, like whoever did that. But we, totally. we've been with her constantly. Yeah. And if we go out to put the garbage out, she'll cry mm -hmm. like a baby. I really make almost human sounds. I oh my goodness. tears. We cannot leave her at all. So eating out for this dog has been a blessing, you know, because we take her. <laughs> Even though right. a lot of people look at a large white standard poodle and think, please not here, please not here. And, and of course, <laughs> I bring my dogs out to right, eat as well all the time. But how do you deal? A, a lot of people are in this boat. Their pets definitely don't want anyone to leave because they're used to companionship now all day long. Right. No, this is a thing that we have been advising adopters on constantly. Even if you're home, you have to teach your dog how to have alone time. So, I mean, in your situation, she's an I old dog say, already. She's nine exactly. and a half. So the the habits are there. The first thing I would recommend is 
um, exercising, make sure that she has plenty of exercise to the point of exhaustion before you leave the home. That's so one, she doesn't have any sort of boredom um, that could, you know, register, oh my goodness, I'm alone, um, or or feeling of abandonment. Um, The other thing I always say is don't make a big deal about you leaving. Even though in your head it's a big deal, you're like, oh my goodness, is my dog going to make, uh, you know, a ton of noise, interrupt the neighbors, so on. You might feel a bit anxious yourself. Try to, to downplay it. Uh, you know, be very calm because your dog plays off of your energy. Don't make eye contact. Just sort of casually walk out, you know, no big goodbyes or anything, no, no petting or such. Just, just walk out and um, maybe they won't even notice. Maybe they will, but at least they see, oh, this wasn't a, a big goodbye. So they're probably coming back. Um other things I really recommend is crate training. Yeah. I know your dog is nine, so I'm, exactly. So that might not be possible, but um, instead, making a really cozy, safe, and secure feeling space for her. So this could be a cozy bed where maybe you leave your um, clothes, like a shirt that you recently wore, in there, so she has that smell. Um, hiding treats in the folds of a blanket. That's a um, good idea. Giving her a food puzzle um, and any sort of thing that will be like, oh, when they leave, I get all of these great things. I get treats and this awesome puzzle with maybe peanut butter frozen in it or whatever that's so tasty and special that they they affiliate you leaving with positive things, with good things. And then, um, you know, lastly, if, if it really gets to the extent where the anxiety is so severe, I definitely recommend you talking to your vet about some sort of medication or CBD, or even if you want to go the holistic route, like lavender treats can really help. There's just so many things. It's, it's all about trial and error. Um, One thing I really emphasize in my book is that people are going to tell you a million things that worked for them, but it might not work for you. Um, So, you know, do I gave you all these options. You can try them and see what works. And if there's a little bit of growth um, with this separation anxiety, but it is horrible. This separation anxiety can uh, cause a lot of anxiety to the pet owner. And um, I think COVID is definitely not helping. So no. even if you are home, to give your dog that alone quiet time, just like a kid. Sometimes they need some time to decompress and to feel independent. All right. Well, we're going to try it. And I'm going <laughs> to tell Annabelle that we had a long talk today. Yeah. And, yeah. Keep, you know, and of course, she's like a lot of dogs. When she knows you're gone, she heads for whatever she can find, literally gets herself because she's so tall on the kitchen counter. Oh, my and goodness. We'll try I got do... one of those types, too. <laughs> but what can we say? She's ours, and we love her. Neurotic and you love her. At all. I know. Anyway. It's crazy how that happens, it? Isn't happens. It? But I thank you, Victoria. Say hello <laughs> to your folks. Thank you so much. Yes, thanks for having me. We'll talk again. Good luck with the book, Pop Culture. 
And that book is going to be out in November. Victoria Lily Schaefer. Yes, November 16th. Thank you so much. You're welcome, honey. That's all exciting. Thanks for listening to Let Me Tell You, our original podcast. I'm Joan Hamburg, <laughs> and you're listening to WABC. WABC.